Angela and I were just like talking, 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 catching up, and then go, oh my gosh, it's time to record. I'm kind of nervous. And then we just press record and we're both like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so I was watching this documentary on this photographer. His name is Slim Aarons, and he's this photographer who was through the 50s, 60s, 70s. He photographed just like the high life of like luxurious people, just like just the height of society. And one of the things, um, there was, you know, wars during that time. And they actually, as a photographer asked him to go and photograph some more stuff, which he did, but he came back and said, essentially, I think that what I want to, uh, photograph is the sunny side of the sidewalk. So what he was talking about essentially was like, Hey, I can, I can vibe with both. Like I can go like, you know, the, the hard realities and, you know, kind of this like light and fun and high vibe. And uh, right now I choose to pick the sunny side of the sidewalk. And so I sent that to Angela and was like, how fun would it be for us to have a podcast of just like people or things or whatever that are inspiring us that are on the sunny side of the sidewalk? Like we can go in the deep and the dark and the ugly and love it. And, but also like let's celebrate the sunshine and the just like buzzy feeling. So anyway, do you yes, want to go I'm so with excited. Your first yes. in the category? Sure. So um, my first person, and I'm so excited about all of these because I know me and Kendall have very different, like we'll both bring something different to the table. And I've got a, a mix, a mix bag of people, but all women. And the first that came to mind was Christina Perry who sang Jar of Hearts and Thousand Years. And I just listened to her on my friend's podcast um, talk about her story and how she kind of got uh, so successful so quickly. And she was a really powerful manifester. She moved to, I'm going to really, really paraphrase uh, the episode that really talks about her life is on a podcast called, Ugh, You're So Good with Scott Hoyne and Rosie Crane. Um, it's a great podcast. He's one of my friends from high school and he interviewed her first and it's a two part episode, but she basically talks about how she was a songwriter at heart and she knew that, that she wanted to write songs, but she didn't feel like her voice was like strong enough or she was really, really, really shy and introverted and just didn't think it would ever, you know, come to fruition that she would be a singer songwriter. And she moved out to LA and recorded Jar of Hearts about her ex, who she calls Jar, which is like just cute. She's like, yeah, it's about Jar. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was like in a, her apartment with no furniture, you know, just starting out. But she really believed and she wrote like a letter to the universe with her best friend who came over, uh, who's a, like an integral part of her life. And they write letters to the universe that say like what they want out of that year. And she wrote like, I want, you know, really specific things about, uh, about what she wanted for that year and what she kind of was inspired by. And they were like, I want to be around Jason Mraz. I want to, mm, you know, I love how specific that is. Yes. Like she, re she really like got down to like what she wanted. And then she got found like there. I can't remember the details of how she got out, but it's very random. And she ended up getting signed with, um, the record label that 
represents Jason Mraz and like met him. And on her wall, she was a huge Twilight fan. She had all these Twilight posters. That was the only thing on her wall was like these framed Twilight posters. And she ended up writing the soundtrack Thousand Years for the Twilight movie that like. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So she just, and she said this quote on the podcast that again, I'm going to butcher, but she basically said, you know, when Jar of Hearts was on it, the way it got so big was it was on So You Think You Could Dance. And then it blew up. She blew up overnight. And she got a lot of success really quickly. So she kind of felt that like, oh, like I don't know if I can do this. So she yeah. was around talking about kind of imposter syndrome. Like, oh, it was just a fluke. Like I got lucky. Mm-hmm. And then when A Thousand Years was another raging success, she like sat down with herself and was like, it was me. Like, it, it's not a fluke. Like, it's me. And I just think that's so sweet. Like she was just like, I could believe in myself and I, I knew that I could, I could do it because I did it before and then I did it again. So anyway, she has a really just beautiful outlook and she's a mom and she wrote um, a thousand years, like a nursery version for her kid because she said a ton of people get married to thousand years and walk down the aisle and then they sing it to their babies, which was like true in my case with my son. Oh yeah. She did like a whole thing on that. So I just felt well, that story I, awesome. I absolutely love that. And I feel like that's kind of something that you and I have talked about in general. It's just kind of this, um, you know, how we're like scared to ask for exactly what we want um, mm-hmm. and put it out in the world because we're, you know, the imposter syndrome too, I feel like can be like, am I like, am I worthy of asking for what I really want? Mm-hmm. you know, versus right. just being like, oh my gosh, this would be great. And this is what I want. Like just putting it out there and not saying that you like, quote unquote, deserve it, but you're asking for what you want. Right. And putting it out there. And so I just love that she was like, dear universe, this is exactly what I want. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. came back to her. Like how yes. beautiful. Yeah. it was. I love specific manifestation stories. I really do. When you're I just do like, too. I want to, you know, make this amount of money. Oh, there was this one I just have a quick side story and then I want to hear your first person. Um, but there was this one video I watched on YouTube of this woman that said that she, every day she said, I want, you know, to, you know, work hard and get $3,000 sent to me in some way to pay for my son's medical bills. And every single day Whoa. she said it every single day, she was like, I need this money for my son. You know, I'm, I'm working hard. Like money comes to me easily. I am abundant. Like she said the whole thing every day. And then, um, and she said, I need it by the end of this month. I need it by the end of this month, you know, and every day she said that. And then, um, it was getting close to the end of the month and she got a check in the mail from a company that she used to work for that was getting sued. And she was owed part of like the settlement because she worked as a manager at that time at this like cellular. Yeah. The money that she got was like $3,000 and 11 cents. See, like, and I'm telling you, it feels I have so like, I'm just like <laughs> yeah. And so I really do think that as much as I can feel hokey or whatever is that I think that, you know, some people call it manifestation. Some people it's like, oh, you know, you need to ask like God specifically for what you want, like whatever Attention your belief setting, system is. Right. Yeah. Whatever your belief system is. I really do feel like when um, you ask for what you want. Cause I feel like it also is the idea of once you're asking for what you want, you're in the lane of going after it mm-hmm. and the block of, Oh, I don't deserve this is gone. Right. You know and what I mean? It's sometimes it does, you know, when I've manifested things in my life at first, it does, it does feel weird. It does feel like oh, this is kind of stupid, but you have to keep up with it and keep saying it and like really believe mm-hmm. it and slowly 
just over time, it starts to not feel hokey to you. It starts to feel real. And then that's when the magic happens. And I think it keeps your eyes open for moving in the direction of what you want. Like, mm-hmm. I think that so often we just kind of sit and are like, oh, life will happen to us, right? And I feel like when you start manifesting things or you start putting your intentions out, you know, with a vision board or writing it or like saying it as a prayer or whatever, you start recognizing the little like things that are nudging you that way and you actually follow them instead of like, hmm, anyway. Right. And the universe is there to help you. Like I always love to think, like I personally believe in guardian angels, uh, but whether you do or not, like they're the universe, the angels, the everything, you know, the the afterlife, the higher life, all of that, like wants you to succeed. They are there to serve you and what you want. And so like, if you're asking for something that is good for you, I think that you'd be surprised in the ways that it can come, come to you. If you really believe that you deserve it. I really believe that. Yeah. Love it. Totally. Um, okay. So my person, I actually don't even know who, writes this specifically, but, um, the Instagram of this woman is spirit daughter and she is the one, well, you've actually read her stuff before. I don't think that you realized that was her, uh, handle, but spirit daughter, she does eBooks for every new moon and full moon. Mm -hmm. So she, um, okay. I'm going to be really honest. I felt like new moon, full moon, even astrology stuff, whatever. That was all very like, okay, that's like nice and something in the back of Cosmo, but not at all something that like directed my life. And I feel like as I've gotten to um, really powerful educators about it, I understand the like impact of the moon cycles allowing for intent, uh, intuition. So mm-hmm. just like, a, it's, it's just an, for me, an ability to stop and be like, okay, what is this moon? Like whatever, like spirit daughter, what she does is she breaks down the characteristics of each moon and just gives you prompts for like, how, how does that, how is that currently like happening in your life? And it's a way for you to stop and self-reflect. And so that's what I love. So you don't have to believe in anything with the moon or astrology well, or anything. <laughs> right. But you don't I have definitely to do, yeah. right. for this to be like, yeah. So you have been like on the astrology game since we were like kids. Oh, for sure. Um, for, on my end, I feel like I'm just starting to like, kind of like dip my toes in the water and uh, be curious about it and um, understand like the power of it and like the science and everything. And so anyway... I like, I really did think it was like unicorn stuff for a while. You know what I mean? And it was like fun, but whatever, we're now kind of like deepening my understanding of it. It's really inspiring to me. So you are a Libra who is the most affected by moon cycles. Just throwing that. I know, I know, which is (laughs) actually surprise me, (laughs) which is actually like what made me start believing in it is because it just happened to line up like every single time. Like I, I, I would be affected by it and not understand it was because of the new moon. Mm-hmm. Or, or and that, when you think about it, moon. like from a science way, like the moon affects the tides and that, and the water and all the oceans and all of that. And our bodies are made of major, like 90% water. Like, don't quote me. I don't know exactly the percentage, but so 
you would think, you know, it's, it affects yeah, the tides totally. of the, so of course it's going to affect us as people right. that and are it made does, of water. <laughs> and it always really does. I just didn't have the self-awareness to understand that it was like, oh, this is when a full moon is happening until I started kind of getting into this. Right. So anyway, so something that she, so she writes these eBooks, you can buy them. Um, they're like $7 a piece and I buy them legitimately and like send them to all my friends now. Um, and like have them buy it and whatever, because it is just so powerful every single month. And her mm-hmm. writing is seriously like divinely inspired. Um, this last, um, one she wrote about like the specific moon. Um, it was a new moon and she said, um, that this month teaches us that each person only understands a fragment of the world. And only through conversing with others will we have any chance of piecing together the whole picture. We need each other. No one is right and no one is wrong. When differences of opinions arise, they are simply that, just differences. There is no need to debate. There is only an opportunity to continually learn. It is a time to exchange ideas and info with all of those around you without judgment. Can you begin to listen without opinion? And I sent that to Angela when I read it because I felt that, you know how I'm saying, like you don't need to like believe in astrology or anything like that for that to be a space for you to really consider, right? And especially the climate that we're in, I feel like we just want to debate everything or we're so scared to be open to other um, like thoughts or other people and anyway, and I just thought that was so beautiful and something that I wanted to really, really embody for our podcast was this idea of like, we don't know the whole picture. We need each other. Like that's the beauty of conversing and having these conversations and being like, you know, we're not right. We're not wrong. And no one else is either. It's just this opportunity of like, what can we learn from all these different pieces? And I think that's what we're doing, right? You know, when we talk about being a student of something and, you know, that we're just trying to learn so we can get part of the whole picture and not being scared of trying to find new little puzzle pieces. And to be a big thing for me, like, can you begin to listen without opinion? That's been inspiring me ever since I read it. And I just feel like she's such an incredible, incredible writer such a great thought leader, um, and someone who was continuously month after month impressing me. So that is someone like for me where I'm like, okay, snaps for this girl for creating such quality, thoughtful material every single month. So yeah, spirit daughter. Love that. Uh, you've been sharing some of her workbooks with me and I love that with each one, she also, if you guys are yogis, she includes like a whole yoga part that you can do. That's like going to be in tune with the moon and like the Mm -hmm. intentions intentions for that themed ebook. It's really good. I've loved it. I didn't know that that the spirit daughter was like her little handle, but is that how you can find the ebook? Yes. So you can, you can go to her, uh, Instagram spirit daughter or the website is spirit daughter. All right. Next on my list is on Instagram. You guys, I don't know if you've heard of her or not, Kendall. Um, I, I looked, I just went to her page on my iPhone and it says like followed by, and then it tells you like who, who of your friends are following it. And yeah. 75 of my friends are following them. So oh you my gosh, I love this. Um, but her name is The Bird's Papaya and her real name is Sarah Landry. And she okay. does a lot of stuff about her little bio is a journal of life and love after massive change. 
um, mother, writer, creator, speaker. Um, and she does a lot I of body. I want to follow her. I love that. Oh, she, she is the bomb.com. I love her so what much. What is I'm it? What is her name? The birds papaya. So the birds. The birds. And you have papaya. to write, you have to, you know how Instagram be. So you have to actually yeah. write the birds papaya. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she is awesome. I'm new to her content, so I don't know exactly like her background as much, but she does a ton of pictures in her bikini using like showing, um, she's had children and all the stretch marks on her stomach from carrying children and her cellulite. And she's very body positive. And I've just learned a lot from her. All of her quotes and captions are amazing. And they're all like in theme with this, but I just grabbed one to read as an example. So she has, she does lots of bikini pics with like her, um, her butt out, which I love. Um, and she does, she said on this one, growing up, I never saw cellulite on women. So it felt weird, strange, and abnormal to have it develop on the mm. backs of my thighs when I was a teenager. I adopted a tomboy look, not for preference, but so that I could wear board shorts instead of bikini bottoms. I would do hundreds of squats a day because some guy commented that if I did more of them, I'd be free of cellulite. I walked backwards. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> I know it's like an asshole. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Anyways. Um, I walked backwards out of rooms that my husband was in for fear that he would think less of me. I wore long pants in the summer, just telling everyone I hated shorts. I was hiding because I didn't know that it was normal, let alone that there were others like me. What changed you did. And we did the saturation of images of another side. Once mainstream media became ours as one by one, we showed up perhaps in resistance, perhaps in joy, perhaps without needing it to be a message or statement at all. It came with a deeper understanding and gratitude, the shedding of shame each time I saw it, eventually to stop really seeing it at all. I still have my moments when I drop the towel, feeling like my eyes must be staring and judging and fearful that I've made myself less attractive in that moment. That's my first thought. But I've been taught and have learned that it's not the first thought that matters, but it's the second ones, the ones that keep you walking forward as you choose to exist in your body and your skin. We deserve that, you know. I all want us to have that. Wow. Isn't she so great? It's so humble and beautiful. And I don't even know what this girl looks like. And I'm just so attracted to her. Do you know what I mean? That's such a soft And I mean, she is so beautiful inside and out. But like what speaks to me is just the way that she, she inspired me to do like a cellulite butt pic on my Instagram. Like she really, I, I I mean, I'm a curvy girl for listeners because you can't see me. Like I sit strong at a US size 12 to 14. Like I'm a, I'm a thick plus size, like mid-size girl, I'd say. And I just, I know the struggle and I, she's very positive about, you know, the reality of postpartum and she's just, she's a great follow. She's a great, great follow. I love that. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, no. Well, I love, um, just like her little bio and and what she has to say too. I feel like, I don't know. That's just, yeah, she's great. And she also is just really useful. Like one of her highlights is just Instagram tips. Like I'm somebody that always like Mm. wants to, you know, get better at Instagram and learn just like bells and whistles but I just don't really know how. So she's very sharing is caring. Like she wants you to know how to do edits, know how to do whatever, if you're interested in that. So cool. I'm excited to check her out. Yeah. She's like, she's a good one. Garrett. Um, okay. Speaking of body, um, one of my people on the list is Melissa Wood. She is someone that I have come to like love, um, lately. 
which her website and I think her handle is Melissa Wood Health. And I love her workouts because I'm someone who my mental health completely hinges on me being active. Like I'm someone who that is just something that I throughout my life, like outside of how it makes my body look or anything like that, I will have to move most days to keep my mental health like really in a good place. Mm-hmm. Enter the picture, <laughs> Melissa Wood Health. So Melissa is someone who I love her bio and everything like that because she was someone who she was like, I, I only used exercise to like punish my body. She was like, I like would run on the treadmill for like two hours a day, which I can't even imagine. But she was just like, I would just do like crazy cardio. I would do this, that, and the other. And like, be really restrictive. And she created a whole low impact workout series that is, so it's low impact, but it also, its main focus is actually like meditation and um, like the mental aspects of working out because her whole idea is like, if you can get your mind settled, everything with like food and movement will like fall in line. Totally. I'm of that belief. 100%. I'm listening. My ears are listening because this is up my alley. Yes. And like, so her workouts, like, you know, some of her workouts are workouts are 15 minutes, like so short. They are awesome, but they're so short. And the whole time she's like, meditating, like with you, like she'll be talking about like abundance or talking about, um, you know, like envisioning different things for yourself or, you know, whatever. And she always is just like, okay, like breathe. Like this is like, we're so lucky to do this, like breathe and whatever. And then you finish. And she's like, how great do you feel for just getting 10 minutes of movement in? And you're just like, every single time I leave wanting to cry out of joy that I moved instead of crying out of being defeated that I am not enough. Yeah, man, I'm really, really proud of you because I feel like, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I feel like the way you might've looked at working out and running in high school is completely different now. Like I've seen, I've just, and I know you just like teed up by saying like, you're somebody that loves to move. And I know that you do. Like, I know in your heart, like you are someone that is active and likes running, like it actually enjoys it. But I feel like there was just, I feel like your whole mentality around it is really so much more probably authentic to who you, authentic to you and just more like settled. Yeah. Like, Oh, I had pizza. I need to go on a run now, you know, like, or like, you know, none of that business. Yeah. And so it was like, but it's so true with her whole like mentality, right. Of like settle, if you can settle your mind and settle your spirit, then like, you'll be able to listen to yourself enough to be like, Oh, I feel good to move versus I need to move because I ate this or I don't think I'm enough in this area. Like anything that's like shame based, fear based, anything. And, and it really made me restructure. Like pregnancy has just made me slow down to restructure my, yeah. Like to understand where certain motivations were coming from and (laughs) 
she's just a really beautiful transition for me. Like just this little like sensei of like, you are so strong for like, so strong and so like great for just choosing yourself, even for 10 to 15 minutes a day, instead of feeling defeated and neglecting yourself. And so she does virtual workouts. Yes. So, and it's like, it's so cheap. So it's, I want to say it's less than $10 a month and you get all of her workouts and you can go in and like pick how long it's all at home. And 90% of it is your own body weight. It's not even like with weights or anything, no equipment. Okay. So this is like totally, Oh, have one of those. Um, this is up my alley 100%. Yeah. And so like one of the things was like, she, even in her, like watched some interviews and stuff. And like, one of the things she was saying is like, if you have 20 minutes to do something and it's between working out or meditating, like meditate. And she has these guided meditations that are talking the whole time. So you're not just left being like making a grocery list in your head. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like meditation, I can't just sit and be like, let me just like focus on my breathing. Like that's just not going to happen. But she will talk you through. And I feel like I can truly sink into meditation in a way that I never have before because she's just so good at guiding you through it. But she's also not like crazy. (laughs) Like there's an absolute place for sure for like the people who are really earthy and really crunchy and whatever. But she's just like a normal girl, which is like the funny part. Like, yeah, I'm looking at her Insta bio and she's like, mama in chief. (laughs) Right. Like (laughs) she's, she's just like so normal. And she's like, you go onto her Instagram and she's like, yeah, like here I am bribing my kids to like, uh, you know, get out of my way with like fruit snacks. Like she's just like so normal, but then she like goes into this space of, um, but I, it's her give back because she was in such a space where she was constantly punishing herself and whatever. And she was talking about how now she works out so much less and it's just so much more mindful and it has like the best body she's ever had. And she was like, and it's me just giving up expectations of myself and all these negative things with movement. And like, so she's like, I can work out 20 minutes a day, like, or, or like every other day. And it's so much better than when I was running two hours on a treadmill. And I just think it's really beautiful and a really healing thing for me to see women like doing that and, and kind of switching up the narrative of moving instead of us being like, like my jeans don't fit. I need to run. Right. Right. You know? And I just think that's like a very toxic mm-hmm. thing versus it being like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so much better. And this will make me more confident. This will help with my alignment. This will help me show up as the person I want to be. This will like, call myself, this will make me have a sense of accomplishment. This will like, you know what I mean? These like mm-hmm. high vibe motivations anyway. So I'm like going on and on about her, but I just, I really, I love her stuff. And so, you know, I'll either do a meditation or one of her like really quick workouts. Like I legitimately did like a chair, uh, exercise today and it was, uh, 12 minutes long. This is also really catered to mom life. If any other moms are listening, you know, that you usually can sneak one in throughout, you know, their naps. So 20 minutes is key. 
I did one of her workouts. Like I wasn't even in workout clothes. I was in my normal clothes and I was just like, Oh, I have like 10 minutes to blow. Like I'll just do this. And I was truly like leaning against a chair in my like full on what I was wearing that day clothes. See, and it was done. Convenient for me too. If it um, lessens the friction, then I am in. Like if I have to go get like a sports bra and go get my shoes, like, no, <laughs> I love it. No, I think that you would really like her. So, and it's seven, she has a seven day, like free trial. So you can like get in and be like, this is my vibe. Or be like, bro, not for me. And then just back out the door. Awesome. So anyway, she's great. Okay. So who's your person. All right. So I've got one more that's got a little more, um, you know, more for me to say about it. And then I've got a couple like rapid fires at the end. Uh, but next one that came to mind for me is Gabrielle Union, which is an interesting one because Kendall and I like didn't know much about her. I've like talked to Kendall off yeah. about her and Kendall was like, oh, you know, it's interesting because all that I knew about her was that she's kind of like a mean girl and how she Mean girl and caused a lot of drama. Right, which I didn't even know that. I just knew her from Bring It On and I love that movie. Um, she plays like the chief on the other side like of posing Kristen Dunst. Anyway, um, no, you don't call it chief, captain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so she wrote this book, the memoir, We're Going to Need More Wine. And she has just little stories that are really refreshing. Her honesty is just, it, it gripped me because she's not afraid to say like what we're thinking about, but not in a nasty way. Like her mean girl vibe, I don't know if that's been in her past, but she did mention in the book like that she's like come a long way with that. And like she used to feel like with her like black blackness and Hollywood that she had to have sharp elbows to like sit at the table mm, yeah. and she's like learned how to not you know be like that but she just talks really honestly in her book about her sexual assault and you know like cheating in her relationships and she just like lays it all out on the table but you don't walk away feeling like hmm that didn't sit right you walk away like yeah. really wanting to sit down with her um, so she's a really gifted writer. She talks about, you know, racism growing up. Um, and she just, she gets into um, her miscarriages and stuff and how everybody was, her, I'm going to butcher her title name, but basically she said something like, get out of my vagina was the title name. And, and what she oh, meant well. was that like all of like Hollywood was like in her business about when she was trying to, um, you know, get pregnant and she ended up getting pregnant at like 45 or 46. So like later down the road, but during that time she had a, you know, miscarriages and stuff and they were up in her business and she wanted to just tell mm -hmm. them like, get out mm -hmm. of my vagina. Like I am going through something, you know? So mm -hmm. it just talked about kind of like the closeness. There is no, you know, privacy for celebrities, but in a way that like it's so invasive and then no one thinks of that because they think that you signed up for it. Um, even if you're going through like trauma. So I liked the way she talked on that. And then recently Katie Barish, my friend from high school, you know her too, but mm -hmm. um, she sent me, she's a big fan. She got, I got to give snaps to Katie cause she got me into Gabrielle union. And now I'm like, you know, sitting at the altar with her anyways. So refinery 29. So they're doing a series called no bad moms and they're interviewing different moms like Hillary Duff, Gabrielle union, which I'm about to read a little bit about. Um, about mom guilt and mom shame and how to kind of, you know, talk about that in a way that helps other women. And one of the things she was talking about, I just have like a paraphrase of it. She says, there's this idea that for someone, this is Gabrielle Union, there's this idea that for someone like me who fought through infertility to have the family that they wanted or fought to have the career that they wanted, anything other than absolute gratitude is unacceptable. Mm. Yes, I'm grateful for my health, my family's health, and that my loved ones who've, who've had COVID-19 have all recovered. 
but leading with gratitude all the time is exhausting. A lot of mom shaming comes out of people wanting to believe that sameness equals goodness and righteousness. And as someone saying, right? I know I was like, dang. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. And if someone is doing something different, it's like an indictment of what you're doing. She said, girl, bye. Unpack that before you, before you attack. And so I know. So she's not claws out, but like not like specifically at any person. But I just I love that notion of like leading with gratitude is exhausting because like no one wants to say that, but it is. And like I kind of went through that with uh, Wyatt because of Mm -hmm. all the stuff we went through to get him home. Like I had that same thought that she had, like where she's talking about her infertility, but me with the NICU stuff. I was just like, man, I should be so grateful he's home and he's healthy. But then when he would do something very normal for a baby, like not sleeping through the night or whatever, I would be exhausted and then feel like I couldn't talk about my pain because Mm -hmm. I went through pain. Because it'd be like you're ungrateful that you have like a healthy Exactly, exactly. Or to somebody that had, you know, had it worse than me, you know, or still in the hospital or, you know, God forbid child loss, like anything. I was like, who am I to speak? Because we got out of it. But I like that she says in like a very gentle way that like, I know that I am leading with gratitude most of the time, but it can be tiring. So like, let's just call it what it is. Sometimes shit sucks. Like, so I just like that kind of like raw honesty. And she, she's got a lot more tidbits in her book that it's a win. It's a really, really I good I love read. that. Well, yeah. that, uh, when you had talked to me kind of about it before and given me little snippets, that was just a surprising thing. Yeah. Cause the idea that I got from her was this kind of, like different person. And so I love that she is kind of coming out with her own words. And I think that that just shows over and over, right? Our own misconceptions of people by the media and then them having to be like, get out of my vagina. Like, let me tell you the real story. Yeah. And so I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She tells um, the truth. I love it. Speaking of writers, I have my last like little one and it's really just like a quote. So I am taking um, a master class. Um, I signed up for masterclass before, um, like all the Corona stuff happened. I know a lot of people like with Corona and like staying home, like for months, people were like, I'm going to get on masterclass so that, you know, I've, I've burned through Netflix, like what else is out there, but I got it before. And, um, I have really liked masterclass. If you guys are like thinking of real quick, um, can you, I don't, I'm not familiar with, is that a platform that you can take in oh, class? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so masterclass is essentially like, um, I'm trying to think of like the best way to describe it. It's almost like it's, it's, it's kind of like Skillshare, which for people who don't know what Skillshare is, you go onto Skillshare and you can learn creative, uh, skills, uh, like Photoshop or illustration or whatever. So it's kind of like that, that masterclass is, um, all these different lessons taught by the top people in the field almost like little college courses. So you sign up, um, you can do it by the, by the course, or you can just buy like a year subscription, but it's like Anna Wintour will tell you everything about how to publish in Vogue and top to bottom. Like she's the one teaching it. And you go through various courses with her on like, uh, leadership and entrepreneurship and editing and everything. But it's geared to people who aren't even like, deep in that field. Yeah. Anyway, so that's masterclass. I really like it. Um, I feel that it's an entertainment value that makes me feel very productive when I'm done watching it instead of like, damn it. I yeah. just pressed 
keep watching on Netflix for episodes in a row, you know? Right. So anyway, but I'm taking a masterclass right now by an author of the name of Margaret Atwood. And, um, so this really, I like her, her masterclass. I'm not saying that that's like one of the best ones, but what I really like is her quote that she was talking about as a writer. She was saying, expressing yourself could be simply screaming into an open field. Instead of that, focus on creating something for someone else. Instead of saying, hello, here is my ego. And ever since I heard that, it was so inspiring to me because it kind of changed the lens for me. I think that's something I, I try to be you know, aware of, but it really put it top of mind to me that um, I think sometimes when we create, like if, you know, anyone who's listening is, um, you know, like an artist or creative or whatever, um, or like, you know, even if you're making a meal or whatever, is I think that we so often create from a space of like, hey, here I am, I need to express myself and here's my ego. And we wonder why we come up empty. Like yeah. we wonder why we like, why does this not feel right? Why does this why do I feel empty after I, I did something that I thought I would enjoy, right? And I think that for her, she was like, expressing yourself could simply be screaming in an open field. Like that is the act of expressing yourself, which made me laugh because I'm like, right, any of us can do that. But how to use your gifts to help other people is like how you become fulfilled with your own creativity. And I thought that that was a really cool thing. So even, you know, with the podcast or something being like, okay, if, if I'm on here and having this conversation, what can we provide for someone else? Like what inspiration can we give? Like what kind of energy can we give to someone else? Not just like hear ourselves talk, you know? And so anyway, it was just something where I just thought about it. Like whether it's like posting on Instagram or cooking a meal or, um, writing a poem or something is, is what, what does this provide for someone else instead of just this like self-focused thing of my ego being like, hello, give me compliments. Yeah, that's true. That is you know? a good lesson. I love that quote. And I looked up Margaret Atwood. I'm just like uncultured over here, but she wrote Handmaid's Tale and a ton of other stuff uh, that is I mean, like she's an amazing author. So I, I mean, I haven't read any of her stuff, so I'm like a fake fan, but I know that she's well-liked and uh, it would be cool to get like a sneak peek of her more intimate stuff on Masterclass. Yes. Love that, Kendall. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. yeah, that reminds me of just like, uh, Nick, you know, my husband is like very business mind. So he's always talking about like value add and those like buzzwords. But um, my takeaway from when he talks to me about that kind of stuff is you know, it, is it useful? Can it, does it make someone laugh? Is it helpful? Like what is, what are you trying to do? <laughs> because yeah. sometimes I can just, as somebody that's super chatty, I could just get, go on and on about, you know, whatever. And then sometimes I feel like it's productive because if I'm, you know, talking about a pumping bra that works for me, I'm like, okay, that was value. That was value add, you know, but if I'm yeah. just talking and talking and talking and I'm not, creating something that someone would be like, Oh, that, that was useful. Or, Oh, I feel heard. Or, Oh, that made me laugh. Like it doesn't have to just be useful in this way of like giving information to information. Just, you know, I'm trying to be more conscious of that. Yeah. So that was a good share. 
Um, I have a couple more that are just real quick. Um, and they, All right, let's go. Yeah, they kind of speak to a, a couple different things I'm into that don't, um, that Kendall isn't into, but that's, you know, what makes us, you know, a good pair. A good dynamic duo. Yes. So uh, one part of my passion and how I make money is reselling clothes online, specifically mm -hmm. mostly on Poshmark. And I've gotten really into it and I'm starting to increase my business and increase sales. And a lot of that is due to, following a lot of YouTubers in the space. Um, and one of them is named empty hanger. That's her little, uh, handle. And I just really like, she's not doing what I'm doing in the way of setting up my closet, but I, I just like, she's a thrifter and a reseller out of Atlanta and she's got a really cool vibe to her closet. If you guys are Poshmark shoppers, uh, just check her out because she's got a very curated closet. So everything she buys, she does all sizes, but it's all, kind of Nashville Western casual boho inspired. Um, so she does like a lot of funky prints and I just, I like the way that she got into doing it. And now, she, I mean, she makes a full-time living and is really successful. She speaks at Posh Fest and she's one of the top sellers. And she just was talking about, she was doing it on the side as she was working for a desk job that didn't like bring her, you know, any joy and she was so instantly like drawn to it and loved photographing the clothes and realized like very quickly she was making more money selling casually than she was at her job and decided to like take the plunge and just fully, you know, commit to doing it full time. And she's, she's done really well and she's taught a lot and she does a lot of YouTube videos about how to be more successful on the app and how, you know, to get, how to list your things, you know, how to just increase sales and all of that. But I just also like, she's very hardworking, very disciplined, but very relatable. And she's got a very cool style and I just love it. I, she, I've learned a lot from her and I'm making a lot more sales because of her content. So I love that. Yeah. She's very useful. And then two more. So that was a thrifter and a reseller and she finds the best finds. Uh, the, just one quick more note about it. Since she does a curated closet, not like just looking for brands that resell well, she does more of like a whole vibe. She gets a lot of return buyers because people like the kind of style that she's mm -hmm. created. And that kind of opens her up to buy anything at the thrift store that looks cool. Like it can be something that's like a non-brand, but if it's like fitting to what she is and she's very big on quality, I've bought from her a couple of times and all the stuff is really good, but uh, yeah, so she finds really good stuff. Um, then for my makeup lovers, uh, I have a smaller influencer that I really like that I think is underrated. Her name is Kelly Gooch, G-O-O-C-H. Um, and she does a lot. She's She gets free makeup through PR for, from her job. She does YouTube and um, talking about makeup on her channel full time. But she's very, very passionate about Project Pan, which I'll tell you like what that means. It means like using your makeup up all the way, like, mm. all, like no blush left. Like you can't even put like all the, all the products gone. And for someone like me who buys so much to have a lot of variety, like I don't feel like I could go through like a full blush, but she also has a huge collection, but she's just very into like use what you have and get creative with what you have. So she'll like use one blush and she'll do it as her eyeshadow and her blush and she'll like mix it with a clear balm and, and make it her lipstick. And like, she's just very um, big about not being wasteful and she kind of, keeps herself accountable for using products that she has. And Which just, is awesome because that kind of goes counterculture to the makeup world. Right. Like that's it's why like, I find oh, her on so to the refreshing. next one, you know? Right. 
And she doesn't do like more is more. Like she really sticks to trusty makeup that she's loved. And she does a lot of different, like my old throwbacks or things that you like bring me joy. Like she's a great follow. And I just cool. love her whole approach. Yeah. So she's good for makeup lovers. And my last one, and then I'll let um, Kendall finish us off here. Her name is Best Dressed on YouTube. A lot of these people are YouTube inspired, but they also have like active Instagrams. I actually have seen Best Dressed. I sent her to you a couple times. Yeah. Yes. So she is like 21 um, in LA and she was, uh, she went to film school. So a lot of her YouTube videos are edited like in a very pleasing way. You can tell she has a film background because it's just, she has an eye for editing and they, they play like a movie. Um, and she is a thrifter and she just is very uh, innovative and she does a lot of stuff that's DIY, but makes it very cool and like approachable and not cheesy at all. Like she makes everything look very cool and effortless. I love her. And she's just somebody she's so that's, like, honest too. So honest. She'll be doing a makeup routine and then like, she'll just be doing her makeup and then like casually be talking about like sexism in Hollywood. Like she just will kind of throw you with the big topics. Like within you know and I just think it's interesting because she has millions of followers but she hasn't told her parents like what she does which I just and she talks about that on her channel she like um she it's just interesting that she has this huge success and her parents don't even know I mean she that's just a fun little tidbit but uh I just love her I love she'll be doing stuff like stirring like she'll make cookies and if she doesn't have like a stirrer she'll just like use a ruler like she just uses stuff in her house all the time she's very like crafty with stuff like that so anyway I love her but she's mainly known for putting thrifted looks together and like style Mm -hmm. styling stuff um very affordably she's into sustainable fashion which is interesting because one of the things that you sent me yeah she's like 21 using a ruler to like stir cookie dough but yet it got asked you know, to cover like New York fashion week. Yeah. Like, she's very just, intelligent. She comes you know, off, like, she's <laughs> smart, but she's very funny and she's um, modest about her success, but she's doing really well. Yeah. So I, I love her and you, yeah, you sent some stuff over and I, I just really liked her stuff and was inspired by also how young and hungry she is that she can create so much content. Like I just, yeah. Know, oh, she's just she turns it going. out. Yeah. And she, she's a hard, hard worker. Um, yeah, those are my peeps. No, those are my peeps too. That was all that I had, like, as far as the sunny side of the sidewalk. So we were were thinking of just doing this as a casual, you know, like we'll check in every once in a while and do a sunny side. So we can talk about the people who are just like, you know, the people and like little tidbits and whatever that are really inspiring us and giving us energy to keep going. So we really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Yes. I'm excited because I got, I truly was writing down these people as you were talking, Angela. So oh, I'm yeah. excited. No, I'm excited too. Like, yeah, I'm catch, excited catch to check me out with, your people. Yeah, catch me with a Melissa Wood workout with my spirit yeah. daughter workbook. Like, <laughs> So, um, anyway, so really hope that you guys enjoyed this. Please, um, message either of us. If you liked any of this stuff and you're like, Oh my gosh, I have thoughts. Yes. Message one of us and let us know because that's just so fun to continue the conversation. So anyway, Anyway. hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. 
I hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out and give us a rating or tell your best friend so we can connect more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us is on our Instagram. Kendall is at Kendall Hannah with no H at the end. And I am at Angela underscore party. Also, we wanted to give a quick shout out to Nicole Spolerich, our magical audio editor, and Scott Hoying from Pentatonics for the sparkly intro. You two make us sound like we're not just two girls sitting on the living room floor with a mic, so we love you for it. Anyway, we love all of you guys. See you next Wednesday, and stay woo-woo.